1: Now, you say,
2: well, Pastor Mark, why should we trust God? See, an unbeliever for sure is going to ask that question. Number one, I really don't kind of believe there is a God, but if there is, why should I trust him? Let me just throw out a few to you. God is 100% trustworthy. He's dependable. He has never failed us. Now, we failed. He has never failed us. Number two, God only tells the truth. He
0: cannot lie. Have you ever taken the trust test? Where you rely on someone standing behind you to catch you as you fall backwards? Did the person catch you or did you fall flat on the floor? (laughs) Did you refuse to participate because you already didn't trust the person? Pastor Mark will be teaching about trusting God in more important ways than simply catching your body. He'll be talking about putting your faith in God to rule and run your life. You'll learn that even though it can be a scary thing to do, understanding that God already knows the future, and how to get you through it can be comforting. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 as he begins his message, 2020, Following God's Vision for Your Life.
2: title is 2020, Following God's Vision for Your Life. I'm asking you a question. Which path will you take? Realistically, there's two paths in life. There's two paths, there's two destinations. It's very simple. There's just two. You see, life is filled with decisions, Every day. Some are big. Some are small. We need wisdom to make wise decisions. Why? Because the decisions we make today turn around and make you tomorrow. If you look back, some of the decisions we made still have an impact on us. Some good, some not so good. One of the things I like to do, you like to do, I'm not talking about making new kind of wish lists that last three days. I'm talking about we need to look back and evaluate the decisions we made. I can't do that for you. You can't do that for me. But we need to evaluate our decisions. I'm going to ask this question, and I already know how many hands are going to go up. How many of you, listening to me, including myself, If we could have, we would have made some better decisions. Come on, let me see your hands. Good. The rest of you, you just made a bad decision because you started lying to me (laughs) and to God. There's always things we can go back to, sometimes very small, sometimes a little more deep into things, and we just wish we could do it. Let me just ask you two questions. What is just around the corner tomorrow in your life? Well, you don't know. I don't know what's around the corner tomorrow. You see, I can't see around the corner. Either can you see around the corner. None of us know really what's going to happen tomorrow. Number two, on the path of life, what will this year bring you? Let's admit that none of us here have the vision or the wisdom to know the future. There isn't anybody. Now, we have some ideas, but we really don't know. We do know, again, that those decisions that are going to come are going to have an impact on our lives. So here's what we're going to learn from just these two verses. How can we make better decisions? Here is the answer. So if you want to write some of this down, Proverbs 20, 24. A man's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand His own way. Realistically, what that's saying is, you know this, we can't. So, this verse is very simple, but it reminds us that God wants to guide our lives. We need to look to Him for guidance and for direction in life so we can make all of us better decisions. Now, nobody's going to be perfect, but we can make better decisions. Talking about how God wants to guide us, we learned that God supernaturally directed Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus from Nazareth to Bethlehem to Egypt, then back to Nazareth. God knew what was ahead. Mary and Joseph didn't know what they had. They had no idea they'd end up in Egypt for a while. But God did all that. This is another one. Everything I'm talking about is vision. There's two basic kinds of vision. Psalms 32.8 says it like this. God speaking. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Notice that God sees and knows not everything about us, but everything that's in front of us. He knows our beginning from our end. You don't, I don't. Nobody else does, but God knows it all. So I just want you to be encouraged. you turn to your neighbor and just say this, God has a great plan for my whole life. Come on. God has a great plan for my whole life. Now, we'll learn some, those paths that God leads us on, sometimes there's potholes on those. Sometimes there's very difficult things, but you'll see in the end, as always, it always works out. Now, here's what you need to remember. No matter what year it is, God's vision is always 2020. He has no problems. He has no cataracts. He has to wear no glasses. He doesn't have to have any of that. It's 2020. Now, one of the most exciting gifts we have from God is the gift of sight. Vision helps us safely navigate through all the things in life. Many of us take vacations and we look and we see the beautiful world that God has created for us so we can enjoy it. But while physical sight is wonderful and that we can get glasses and we can have cataract surgery and we can have all of those kind of things to help us see better physically, there's another kind of vision that the Bible speaks about way more than physical. And it is more important It's called spiritual vision. So Solomon, who wrote the book of Proverbs, will tell us how to make wise decisions and successfully travel the path that God has designed for you and for me. They're all different paths, but they're all designed by God, his eyesight, and the destination is the right one as well. Now, when we talk about wise decisions, we're talking about the word wisdom, And you're going to see this in many ways, wisdom. It's not about your degrees, nothing wrong with that, not about all this kind of thing. But here's the definition we use. We find it in the book of Proverbs. Wisdom is living according to God's point of view, his spiritual insight into it, with God's value and God's timing. I was talking to one of our pastors who's on the foreign field today. I was Skyping him and talking to him, and we talked about some of the things that are going on, really good things going on, good at the church and great things. And he just mentioned to me one thing, man, sometime I'm waiting for this, I've been waiting for this. And I said, you know, God's will equals God's timing. You just have to be patient. It will be there. God knows what's coming. So Proverbs 3, verse 5. Turn there in your Bibles if you haven't already. Here we go. You know this by heart. You can memorize it. You can talk about it. It's one of our favorite verses. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Verse six, in all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He, God, will make your paths straight. Now, if you like to write in your Bibles, this is a good thing to write. What you see here are three commands in those two verses. Three commands from God. And they end with one great promise from God. So you have three commands and one great promise. We'll talk a little more about those three commands, just as a summary. And then we'll go right on into that great promise. So here's the first one. Command number one, do trust in God. God. It's not hard for you to write these down cuz there's just three. Do trust in God. Now the word trust has lots of shall I say definitions, but very simply it means this to lean with the full body. When you came in, none of you went, well, let's see if this seat will hold my whole body. I gained a lot during the holidays. Oh, I didn't mean to say that. Sorry, I was supposed to be a positive. Now, so did anybody go in and say, I wonder if this will hold me? No, you just what? You trust it. You sit down. Am I right? I should have checked this one. You never know what these guys will do while I'm gone. All right, now, it means to rest the full weight upon. It means to be confident. Now, here's the definition of spiritual trust. It's good to write this one down. It's a little different. Spiritual trust means transferring our dependence and our confidence to God. And you'll see, not to us, to God. It's not from us. It's to God. So spiritual trust means transferring our dependence and confidence to God. Well, Pastor Mark, some of you might be saying this. I wasn't raised to be a trusting person. Really? Let me give you some examples. All the medicines you took this last year, even the medicines you took this year, you trust the manufacturer. Am I right? And you trust the pharmacist. Now you have some questions, don't you? No, you trust the medicine, the manufacturer, and you trust the pharmacist gave you the right thing. Number two, when you get on a plane, you're trusting the mechanics that take care of the plane. Is there anybody else you're trusting? Hello? Yes. The guy behind that door that you can't get it to, you hope he isn't drinking and he knows what he's doing. Am I right? When you went to a restaurant over the holidays, you trusted the food was fresh and the chef added the right spices and you saw him come from the restroom and you trust he washed his hands. Am I right? Every time you go in there, what do you see? A sign. If you're an employee, wash your hands. Am I right? Okay, here's another one. While driving, we trust the green light means everybody coming at another angle is going to stop. Do we? No, you're still sitting there at the green light? No, again, we're careful, but that's what the green and red means. So there's a trust that's to it. Every year, we trust thousands of things without even thinking about it. It's just kind of a second nature. But here's the question. Can we trust and do we trust God? Now, you'll see there's times that we don't. You know it, and I know it. You see, God designed us to be dependent upon him. Man was never made to trust in himself and live independent from God. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, why should we trust God? See, an unbeliever for sure is going to ask that question. Number one, I really don't kind of believe there is a God, but if there is, why should I trust him? Let me just throw out a few to you. God is 100% trustworthy. He's dependable. He has never failed us. Now we failed. He has never failed us. Number two, God only tells the truth. He cannot lie. Number three, God's love, forgiveness, and grace are unlimited. Today, his mercies, when you got up, are brand new. God is for us. He's not against us. I can trust that God. God has perfect wisdom, knowledge, and perfect understanding. So the big one for you and I, life is a journey. The path is the key. God has all knowledge and knows what path each of us should be on. Now, our individual paths are going to be very different in lots of parts of the world. But the principles are the same, trusting God on that path for our whole life. Now, only God knows the future, and of course, specifically your future, my future. Since he's for us, that means good things are going to happen. He is going to do that because we're dependent on him. Now, when you study the Bible, you see this over and over and over again that God can be trusted. As I just shared with you, Mary and Joseph, they had no idea what was going to happen when they went with the baby Jesus and all those things. But God knew everything. He was directing them totally on the path. You and I, as you look back, how many times have you looked back and went, wow, God, I blew it, but you forgave me. Thank you. I have another start, a fresh start. And you look back, and you can see that God can be trusted in your life. Now, notice the next part of that verse. It just says to you, trust the Lord with all your heart. What does that mean? Now, those of you that are maybe new to Christianity, the heart doesn't mean boom, 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 boom. You know, my cholesterol is good, Pastor Mark, I'm fine. It's this, Proverbs 4.23. Solomon says this guard your heart above all else. In other words, it's a priority. For it determines, notice, it determines the course of your life. You see, the heart is our whole being, it's the center. It's the center. So it's kind of like a heart that's centering us, but it's a spiritual center of our mind, our will, and our emotions. Can I just say this? Our heart is the control center where our decisions are made. Notice how important our will is. If my will is not for God's will, I'm going to have trouble making godly decisions. So our heart with all my heart. Now, here's the way you can look at this. Trust with all our heart. What does that look like? Well, it's this. To lean with the full body. To rest our total self on God with complete confidence. I can put my whole trust in God. I'm not holding back. Now, let me give you an illustration. How many of you in your life have had to have one of these for a little while? Okay, good. And when you got it, what did you have to do? You put it under there, and maybe you didn't have it for a long time or whatever. Some of you may still be using one or a cane or whatever. Would you want something that's going to hold your whole weight? Yes. Hello? Yes. Yeah, you can then what? I can trust it. I can lean on it. I can lean. That's physically we're talking about. If I'm trusting God with my whole heart, can I lean whatever decision I'm working on right now and say, God, I know you got this. you got this covered. I'm not worried about this thing. Oh, God, I don't think you got it. You got got it. Does that make sense to anybody here? If it doesn't, I'm going back to Denver. No, God gave me this way before Denver. Can you trust God? Absolutely. Why? Because he's trustworthy. He's absolutely trustworthy. So that's a spiritual picture of kind of the way that looks. Notice what it said there. I'm to trust with all my heart. That means spiritually we pull our full weight on God, trusting him in every area of life. Not some. Every area of life. The bottom line is simply this. We can be totally confident in God and the path that he has us on. You can be totally confident. You can rest. You can lean on God and say, God, I know you got this. You got this, God. I'm here. Now, Here comes the next part, that verse. Do not lean, do not depend on your own understanding. Look at that verse. Do not, this is a command, don't depend on your own understanding. So here's command number two. Don't lean, don't depend on your own understanding. Now, that word in the original, understanding, simply means this human wisdom or human will. So it says, I'm to trust God in every area of my life, all my heart, every area. But the danger is that I can kind of think, I can trust my own wisdom. And God says right in that verse, no, don't lean, don't depend on your own understanding. Remember lean to depend, put your weight on God, as I just showed you. Now, that understanding is very simple. I can either trust God, or I can trust my own wisdom, my own will. Now, when that scripture says don't depend on your own wisdom, it doesn't mean you can't use common sense. God, what shoes should I wear today? He's not interested in that. That's common sense. And we have common sense and we have insight that God's given us. But it does mean this. Don't lean to my own understanding. What does it mean? My own wisdom. It means this. Our understanding, our wisdom is severely limited. Am I right? Exactly. Now, our limited wisdom is like supporting ourselves with a different kind of of crutch. Now, I want to see if there's anyone who wants to be a volunteer for me. <laughs> My secretary, Sharon, and her husband, Mike, made this for me. Anybody want to come and lean your weight on this up here? We'll have the medics right here by you. No problem. Is this stupid or what? See, if you and I depend on our own understanding or wisdom, is there a problem coming? You'll never make it through life. I don't want you to miss these two. These are from God. A picture is worth a thousand words. That's exactly what that verse says. You know, we focus on application. It isn't making fun. It's just looking and go, that's stupid. Let's believe. How many say, I was stupid sometimes this year? Okay, let's raise our hand. Yeah, we trusted on our own what? Our own wisdom. God says, don't do that. It's not going to get you anywhere you're going to have a big problem. So he gives us what to do, and then he says what not to do. Now, look at Proverbs 28, 26. The rubber clutch of human understanding, it simply doesn't work. It simply doesn't work. Nobody's going to run up your pester Mark. I'd like to try to walk 100 miles with this. Yeah, right. You can't even get out the door with this. Now, Proverbs 28, 26. He who, here's your word again. He who trusts in himself is a what? Say it with me. Is a fool? That's God speaking. But he who walks in God's wisdom is kept safe. You see, so many people believe they can trust their wisdom and their understanding apart from God, and their life can be successful. No, it never, ever, ever works. They think apart from God, they can do life just fine. I'm smart enough, Pastor Mark. If I need him, I'll call him. No, you're wrong. We need him all the time. He's the only one that has true wisdom. The Bible says that this person is actually a fool. They're trying to do life with a rubber crutch and it doesn't work.
0: Thanks for joining Pastor Mark today on Lessons for Living. If you'd like to hear more from this study, you can find additional teachings online now at calvaryccm.com. We know that this time in our world is uncertain, but one truth remains steadfast. God is in control. During this season, we encourage you to spend time in the Word, in prayer, and in the presence of your Creator. As with many churches across our nation, Pastor Mark and the Calvary Chapel Melbourne community are holding church online. The church isn't the building, it's the people who, despite whatever obstacles are in their way, they still worship Jesus and praise His name. We'd love for you to join us. Visit calvaryccm.com slash live or join us over on Facebook, YouTube, or Roku. We'll be having services on Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. We look forward to worshiping with you in this way until we can be gathered together as the body once again. We also know how essential prayer is during this time And we want you to know we're constantly lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Is there anything specific we can be praying about for you? Let us know by visiting our contact page at calvaryccm.com. And would you do the same for us? Please keep Pastor Mark and our church staff in your prayers, along with our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying. If you feel led to support Lessons for Living financially during this time, we would be very grateful. You can donate online at calvaryccm.com. That's all for today. Join us again for another edition of Lessons for Living.
1: Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting